Welcome to the Film Faction. Today we're going to be talking about Princess Mononoke and other Studio Ghibli films. Our guest today is my younger brother, because COVID still exists. And we're going to be talking about our recent watch of Princess Mononoke. Okay, so you watch Princess Mononoke. What was the thing about the arms? Uh, so, first time I watched Princess Mononoke is I didn't notice how the arm worked. It just kind of existed. So, it's not really a spoiler. So, slight spoiler. He At the start, he gets touched by a demon boar. And the demon boar infects him with a quote-unquote curse, which is more just a disease that, from worm. Um, and it's, and it makes him more powerful, but also corrupts him whenever he is more angry. Well, rage. The whole point of Princess Mononoke is that rage and anger and greed are causing the strife of the entire world. And letting go of them. Excuse me. And killing, like, the forest. That's the point. I think. At least that's what I believe. Um, Miyazaki tends to have that kind of... He likes to get a little political sometimes, but also he hates it. <laughs> he deems what we call political, not political things. But like, so his arms are caused by rage and greed and anger and hatred. And it makes it worse throughout the film, and it grows every time he uses it. Mm -hmm. um. My second watch through was, is also definitely more vibrant. I think I've actually paid attention. Also, just has been a while since I watched it. <laughs> I remember a lot of things. Mm. What is his other films compared to Princess Mononoke? So, like, Howl's Moving Castle, Nausicaa? Nausicaa's good. Do you not like Howl's Moving Castle? No, no, it's just that you've played it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> We play it, we watch How to Train Dragon. Or not How to Train Dragon. God damn it. <laughs> um, Howl's Moving Castle all the time, but it's very good. Nausicaa was very interesting because it was one of his original films. And so you could see that come up kind of in the storytelling. Um, he definitely likes his heroines a lot more than. He does like his heroines. He does have some on the documentary, if anyone's ever seen, um, I think it's The Land of Dreams and Madness, which is a documentary on Miyazaki and his company in Japan, and he talks about, like, he likes writing heroines. Let me see if I can find why. Um... Um, yeah. I can't. That's a cool, cool. But he does have a lot of them. Um, 
there aren't as many female heroines in anime as a lot of people think. And I think that it kind of helps balance out the even evenality of like having heroines and heroes. Um, but Nausicaa was interesting because you can see him coming into the things that start to be kind of tropes in his movie, like black goo, which he really likes, or gooey things, or just the way he draws his animation. Like, there's a difference between other animators and the way he draws. He definitely focuses a lot more on describing nature than humanity. He, uh... Like, he, he doesn't do facial features as much as he does tree. Yeah. I've, I've heard it put that he shows the mundanity of human life while creating a story. Like, he doesn't languish in the details. He's like, you're in this world now. Deal with it. Uh, Spirited Away is a lot like that. Where it's like, no. here's this real world that you've been a part of. Now we're just gonna throw you into this world and not explain anything. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. It's, it's a different way of storytelling. There are definitely... Like, other sci-fi specifically is kind of bad with that, where they'll be like, this is how engineering works, and you're just like, I came here for movie, not engineering class. Mm-hmm. I think Interstellar was kind of, that was my gripe with Interstellar, the movie. Have you seen Interstellar? Um, no, but I know about it. It was a lot of, here's math, here's space. Figure it out. Here's math. Here's space. Here's how black hole does not want that. And I'm like, I don't know how math works, and I don't know how space works. I'm just here for the ride, and I did not like it. But we did watch it in like astronomy class in high school, from what I remember. I learned about black holes and how they suck. Uh, yeah, it's one of those, but. Miyazaki likes to to stay in the... He likes his Japanese spirits a lot. Yeah, that's... But also that's like a lot of... That's a lot of anime, that's a lot of media and stuff. But also, like... There's just a lot. You could say, you could see that there are... Collect all of the Pokemon. There are similar differences between the tribe in Miyazaki... Or in the... Princess Mononoke, who he comes from, to the Jermon people, and um, how the new people that he sees throughout his journey are kind of the newer period of Japan, like going later into samurais and rogue uh, warriors and emperors, but it looks like he comes from a very traditional style that kind of diverts itself from the Jermon period in Japan. Yeah. It's cool. It's weird. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Also, black fucking goo. This man. He. I, it can be in tendrils. It can be in. I've seen like I was watching Princess Mononoke and I was counting how many times there was weird gooey substances. I think there was six. Do you count? Do you count worms? Worms. Like how the worms were coming out of the bore in the start. Yes, that's black goo. Yeah, kind of looks like how what what. And then, they, are then made he brings of. it back, and then he has the head when he chops off the head, and it just leaks goo. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then when they pull up the head and raise it to the 
Nightwalker and are covered in gross goo. Yeah, and then, and actually during that time, actually right before the thing grabs it, they are even, like, you can even tell they're even more infected by the cursy thingy. Yeah. Which is interesting. And cool. And also somehow it spread on to, uh... Yeah. Uh, Monocle... And then in Howl's Moving Castle, there's... Black... Black Goopman. Black Goopman. Howl dripping black goop. Howl dripping regular goop. Howl <laughs> dripping green goop. Howl dripping goop. Mm-hmm. Howl is a goopy goopy man. Goop birds. Goop birds. Uh... There actually wasn't that much goop in, um... Nausicaa. And Nausicaa, yeah, there was goop um, in um, Spirited Away. The, the only goop scene was whenever, um, actually, no, the whole entire No Face guy is. No Face goop. is just goop! He's just goop, and then you've got the mud goop. <laughs> yeah, and then you got the mud goop, which is like this, the god, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, in Nausicaa, there's the goop of the bugs, from what I remember. Um, the coolest part of Nazca is when they fall down and they discover that the earth is trying to cleanse itself. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Because it's like, even with all of the... Even with all of the destruction of the world, the world is still trying to reach its equilibrium. Killing off the humans? That just might be how it gets there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's quite cool and interesting. Uh, I'm trying to think of other movies. All Miyazaki movies. There's a lot of, like... I watched Arietti recently, which is a Miyazaki movie, but it's actually directed and written by his son, Goro. It's my favorite Studio Ghibli film to this day. Like, I love it so much. It's... I don't know. I, it's kind of stuck with me when I first watched it, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, I remember really like this movie. And I still watched it. I'm, the ending is kind of sucky, but, like, it's still good. Uh, let's see, what else? Who else are here? <laughs> Kiki's Delivery Service, Totoro. Pack Bunny Rabbit. Kiki Delivery Service GG is now forever in anime history. Or just history. It's about a girl, a witch, a young witch who starts a delivery service on her broom. With the cat. With the cat named Didi. Hmm. Um Princess Mononoke is interesting compared to all of her all of Miyazaki's other heroines because she tends to be rabid like she, she is, is the, rabid she that, is the, the point she's the she's the daughter of a wolf yes. so she's very quite rabid and just blah while the rest of his are quite calm my cute and calm and adorable just silly uh, like somehow, somehow I, you're calm again, even though you're in the middle of the demon plane. Hmm. I would say Nausicaa's a little bit, like, more towards the Mononoke scale, just because she's, like, a little bit rabid. But, like, 
Oh, he did. My favorite part is uh, when Princess Mononoke... A moderately Mo- sized rabbit. My favorite part is when Princess Mononoke, uh, she wipes the... Blood off her... Blood off her face. Yeah. That's the coolest part. She doesn't care. Hmm? She doesn't care. It's blood. No, she doesn't care. She's just there for... There for the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, they call her San. Her wolf people call her San, and then the human people call her Mononoke. Because she's a princess. And that's kind of like this idea that they can save her. And she really does not want to be saved. Mm-hmm. Ever. <laughs> but she does. She's really like an interesting character, I think. Do you know the big mama wolf is played by, um, what's her name? The lady from Sex Edu- Education who plays the mom. That's played by her. And I kept hearing her voice. There are so many voices in this movie that I went, oh, that sounds like someone. Oh, it is that someone. Mm. Like, I think Joji is playing. There's some crazy characters. Like, let me look. Gillian Anderson plays um, the Mama Wolf, Moro no Kimi. Claire Danes plays San, which she is in a bunch of shit. Billy Bob Thornton plays Joko Bull. John DiMaggio plays Gonza. Jada Pinkett-Smith plays Toki, which is why, if you know that voice, you know that's her, and you're like, oh my god, she plays Toki. It's just kind of this weird, crazy mix of stuff. Um, It's kind of the same with Howl's Moving Castle, where... Howell is played by the only person who can do a gruffly voice correctly, in, um, Christian Bale, even though he's very, uh, what's the word? Off-white? Um, no, he is white, but he's, um, like, he's bad. He's, he's done a lot of things that he shouldn't have. Criminal? Not criminal, um... Uh, agonizing? Not agonizing. There's a word, there's an internet word for it. Uh, I'm just gonna go with trashy. <laughs> a little too, uh, not good. A yikes, to say the least. But, like, it's really interesting because Studio Ghibli films are the only films that have that casting. All other anime films get voice actors who are actually what the job that they're doing. Usually, they don't get these big actors for tiny little animes. Well, honestly, typically other animes are more Japanese actors anyways. Ja- Japanese actors, but even when they get dubbed, yeah, they don't get the high-profile actors like Studio Ghibli does, and that's because Studio Ghibli is run by Disney... Mm-hmm. And that is a bit of a, I don't know, it's not really a yikes, but it's... Our great mouse lord. Yes, the man, the man who will once own us, or eventually will own us all, and make Mickey us Mouse so wants you in his clubhouse. Ha ha ha. But it does 
make it better because we actually got to see these films instead of having to like films like this in America before. The thing is, is that with the, it was I don't think Nausicaa was made whenever Studio Ghibli was owned by Disney. No, it was made beforehand, and then they did it. It took them like five years after the original air date, though. Yeah, but I think that with newer Ghibli movies, they're going to be more censored. I don't know. I mean, they're not usually typically that censored in the first place. I mean, I think... Um, I don't think... Princess Mononoke is probably the goriest one. It's very gory. Um, I don't... I don't know if it's going to be more censored, or I actually don't believe that. Um, but there is the positive thing to say is... Without having Studio Ghibli existing, people would have never... Americans, people in the UK, people in Spain, people in... Uh, Any other country other than Central, like, like, like Eastern Asia. Yeah, instead of, like, Japan, maybe Korea, maybe China, would have never seen these movies. Or never heard of these movies. They wouldn't be such a big thing. So with these big, giant casts... It gets more people into the anime realm of the world, I guess. You evolve to a higher state of being. Yes. <laughs> um, but it gets these films out and to be seen, basically. Uh, because they wouldn't have been. Um, they kind of started the anime world over here. That and Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon's so good. I forgot how it goes. Fighting evil by daylight. No. No, by moonlight. By moonlight. Because it's Sailor Moon. Because it's Sailor Moon. Uh, Even though finding she never... love by daylight. Oh yeah, with a mask. She is the one named Sailor Moon. The masked magician. There we go. Can't summon the Sailor Moon theme from my brain. Oh, it's been one of those days. Well, that was our show. It's a short one this week, just because um, the whole everything's been super unorganized. But that's okay. We're going to get back to it the next show that comes out. And I am working on an intro. Eventually. Maybe. Who knows? It's been a trip. Well, Eventually, that... I will eventually. <laughs> Well, that's been the Film Faction, and have a good night.